Fellas, say goodbye to Chuck Sherman the boy. I am now a man. I highly recommend you join the club. We are doing the wild thing all night. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Sherman. Sherman, I could build this food. Is that all you gonna eat? General Sherman realized and understood the importance of house music. So, do you know anything about techno? No. Listen. Get it on. Yo, yo, what's good, everyone? And welcome back to another brand new episode of Sherm in the Booth. I'm, of course, your host, Sherm. Today is Wednesday, March 31st, 2021. This is episode 154154, and I have a very special guest for you. You guys already know how much I enjoy interviewing people who are behind the scenes because whether it's a brand, business, restaurant, venue, whatever, they are truly instrumental in playing a part and making everything come together. Today's interview features one of the most successful and influential tastemakers in Chicago hospitality, Carmen Rossi. Carmen's name is extremely well known in Chicago for a multitude of reasons, including hospitality, event curation, culinary practices, and he's even a key player in various Chicago city boards like the Illinois Restaurant Association, Landmark Association, and he's a successful lawyer. Needless to say, we had a lot to chat about in episode 154, and in my interview with Carmen, we discussed his early days in integration into Chicago. A Frankfurt, Illinois native and a U of I graduate, Carmen has always had aspirations to build something that would make a positive impact on the city of Chicago on many levels. We also talked about the past, present, and future of 8 Hospitality. As a founder and CEO, Carmen has worked extremely hard to build this incredible hospitality brand that employs over 700 people at venues and restaurants across Chicago like Joy District, Hubbard Inn, The Dime, and so much more. Carmen and I also had one of my favorite conversations I've ever had on the podcast, period, and it's what makes Chicago, Chicago. Carmen and I discussed why Chicago is such an incredible place to not only live, but also build any sort of brand or business. We talked about Chicago cultural foundations like food, neighborhoods, sports, music, and so much more. This was such a special piece. Genuinely enjoy this interview and I have the utmost respect for everything that Carmen has built, but also because of his daily efforts to continue growing. We've all heard the saying, don't sweat the small stuff. This is exactly what makes Carmen different. He does sweat the small stuff. His attention to detail on every level is why he's made it to where he's at today. From one Chicagoan to another, thank you for coming on and sharing your story, Carmen. I got so much love and respect for you, man. Let's get into it right now so you guys can hear his story for yourselves. This is episode 154 with Carmen Rossi. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another brand new episode of Sherman the Booth. It is my genuine pleasure to have Carmen Rossi here with me today. Welcome, my friend. Thank you for having me. I've, uh, I've been looking forward to this. And congratulations to your podcast. It's taken you a few months to schedule me because of <laughs> how busy you are, which I think is a wonderful accolade and uh, yeah. testament to your uh, to your fan base and to your scheduling. And so I'm I'm happy to be here. Thanks. Well, I love doing in person interviews, and it's great to be connecting with another Chicagoan today, another hustler out in the world. But you certainly are a next level hustler, man. I'm excited to dive into your story, but I wanted to kick off this interview with something different. Ooh. I have no idea where you're going. Take you don't, me. but that's Take my job, right? Here we go. Now, 
there's something I think about almost every single day, and it's a motto, it's a mantra. And I think about it when I'm feeling high, I think about it when I'm feeling low, and it's very simple. I think about, I want to see what happens if I don't give up. I want to see what happens if I don't give up. It's how I got to this point now. It's how I've gotten to every point in life. It's wonderful. And in a lot of different ways, I feel like where you're at, before we really even get into your story, it exudes who you are in many different ways. When I say that line, I want to see what happens if I don't give up. What's something that comes to mind for you, whether it happened in the past year or previously? Uh, specific, uh, excuse me, specific example, I could probably give you anecdotally a few, but mm-hmm. I want to, um, I love that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what if I don't give up? I want to respond to it with not, uh, not necessarily a mantra, but two things that I think everyone is capable of understanding and applying themselves to, and then where we break uh, in application. Mm-hmm. Um, the first is a hospitality sort of quip, uh, and I'm going to spend less, only a few seconds talking about it, but like um, you hear, you know, don't sweat the small stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm the opposite. I like sweating the small stuff. Mm-hmm. I believe the devil is in the details. Mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with, you know, the particulars. Mm-hmm. So when you can shrink things down, when you can slow things down, mm-hmm. I think that's a separation mechanism um, where I'm going to become hyper-focused on a nuance and by sweating the small stuff uh, in, op- in, in opposition to the popular uh, quip, I think there's a lot of ground to be made. Mm-hmm. But that's not what I'm... What I, when I hear don't give up, I hear like... That reminds me of there's 24 hours in a day. Mm-hmm. You know, that's another broad, you know, how do you get anything done? How do you find the time? And then that proverbial answer is, well, there's 24 hours in a day. Yeah. And I, I don't think that's fair. Mm-hmm. I think what I think if we were to pick that apart and start applying it to people, whether it's in media, whether it's in music and entertainment, whether it's in a highly competitive field. So hospitality... Highly competitive field. Yeah, um, very. Um, politics, highly competitive, super, you know, um, highlighted field. Mm-hmm. Um, and entertainment DJ, <laughs> highly competitive field. Yeah. <laughs> so then when we say, well, you know, where do you find the time to differentiate yourself amongst the crowd? Yeah. I think, you know, and, and the, the mantra of not giving up or not quitting I think is in line with this idea that if I were to wake up 30 minutes earlier, mm-hmm. if I were to stay awake or stay at the office or not close my laptop, mm-hmm. uh, if I were to spend just 30 minutes more time mm-hmm. on a specific, hyper-focused on a specific issue, mm-hmm. I may differentiate myself yeah. from that populous, populated field. Yeah. And the interesting thing to me is, yes, we are all in the same time continuum, and I'm not being philosophical. I'm, <laughs> I'm being, um, I'm being precise. I'm, 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 I'm speaking as a matter of fact. But mm-hmm. it's, it's not the indictment isn't for the people who spend the thirty minutes. It's how many people won't. Mm. So how many mm-hmm. people won't wake up thirty minutes earlier? Yeah, we all have the twenty four hours. We do, and. We're all in um, 
in incredibly competitive arenas. But it becomes easier to close a laptop. It becomes easier to pick up the phone and go onto social media. It becomes easier to turn on the TV or just hit the snooze button. Mm -hmm. So the, the inverse, I believe, uh, of not quitting and not giving up is, in fact, putting in more time. Yeah. But what is consistent, or excuse me, and the inverse to that would then be quitting or giving up. Right. Which is not waking up the 30 minutes earlier. Yeah. So most people won't do that. And I, and I don't mean to say, that, that's, not a, that's not a finger pointing statement. Mm -hmm. That's kind of a, 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 uh, a look in and a framing of what it takes. Everybody thinks, yeah. excuse me, so many people think, <laughs> it takes so much more to get ahead. Yeah. Or it takes... Um, a, a, an incredible happenstance mm -hmm. or a uh, and, and, and a lot of that's probably true luck has a ton to do with it and we I, I know yeah. somehow we'll get into the formulas yeah, for yeah, success yeah. but I want I, I actually believe no I it, let's let's break up this macro uh, this macro intensity mm -hmm. into a bunch of micro segments where okay I'm just gonna spend thirty more minutes. Yeah, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna devote a few extra moments and a little bit more time in perfecting my craft, which inevitably results in your separation from the masses. So I love that. I love it. Um, I knew either. Right I like where you started with too. it. <laughs> I I don't like that word that that quit word. Yeah. I don't like the use of negative words. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm not. Uh, uh, people who know me personally would never describe me as a perennial optimist, but I know a lot of the people you deal with are yeah. super high energy, very positive. Yeah. That's what you want to see. Yeah. Uh, positivity is so intoxicating. Mm -hmm. I mean, we were, you know, in the few minutes before I came, we were just rapping about some of our uh, shared uh, contacts because we've actually never met. Right. Um, and, you know, I th and if I were to dissect our conversation, I would say the commonality, the um, the um, the variable, the common variable between us would have been positivity. Yeah, and I agree. It wasn't in craft; it was in man. Don't you just love that person and love that <laughs> energy and yeah. love that you know excitement yeah. toward you know future endeavor? So, yes, I love that. Thirty more minutes. Every day, I want people to know, okay? And that's it. 30? Got to make sure that's they That's actually a lot. It is, I think but 30 minutes is a lot. If you just do 20, if you just wake up, I, I, if, you know, if it's going to take 20 more minutes a day, which, by the way, is just a math problem, right? What's yeah. 20 more minutes times 365 days, if yeah. you just count weekends, maybe. But, you know, that's not a ton. That, 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 in a macro sense, that becomes a ton of time. But the fascinating thing is not math. The fascinating thing is people won't do it. <laughs> like to me, it's amazing that you won't do it. Yeah. It's that you won't put the phone away. It's that you w won't, you know, turn the TV off. It's that you won't. And I'm not, and I'm not indicting American culture or It's just most generations. people though. It's just it's not yeah, everyone. Like you said, it's just most people. And I find so much motivation, just personal motivation in 
pushing myself, not mm-hmm. quitting, as you say. Yeah. To where it's just like, come on, you got 20 more minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't say two more hours. Yeah. I didn't say, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, 15 more reps. You know? <laughs> I just, it's just a couple more minutes. Just, you know, put it in. You know? Yeah. And that's, I think that's where if success were on a scale, mm-hmm. it probably is found. Yeah. That line, if I were to be linear. Mm-hmm. We're to be probably closer to the end. Yeah. Closer to the edge. Yeah. So those last few, I don't think I'm revolutionary in saying this, by the way. (laughs) I also am not citing anybody. These are original thoughts. Yes, they are. But you know what? The reason I asked that, there's a lot of different reasons. We're we're now, I would say, at least on the other side comfortably of of this pandemic, which has really just been, I don't know. I can't think of any other word other than unprecedented, right? And that's what everybody's been saying. But I wanted you to share that because I knew you were going to say something very, very optimistic and forward thinking and and motivating because a lot of people have had the opportunity to say, no, I'm not going to do another 20 minutes. No, I'm not going to do that because I'm sad. I'm depressed. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that. But I think it's so important that people like you and I who won't let anything break us down inject that positivity back into people again. So... Uh, that wasn't a dramatic pause. Um, <laughs> these, are, these are just uh, unprepared thoughts that yeah. are organized um, at a higher frequency. So, podcast, Carmen, do your thing, bro. I, my response to that is that the pandemic isn't the worst thing. Agreed. Agreed. We slowed down. Uh, and for somebody in an industry that has been highlighted as decimated, yeah. Um, on a national scale. Yeah. Uh, universally recognized by Congress, recognized by local governments, recognized by most households. Yeah. Um, I would still say that the pandemic isn't the worst thing on a uh, on an individual. But perhaps again, yeah. perhaps for the business itself. But on, let's 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 shrink things down. Yeah. On an individual basis, we were allowed to to you know, um, reimagine efficiencies, Mm -hmm. uh, frame goals, Mm -hmm. set priorities, Mm -hmm. um, take a minute to breathe. Yeah. I mean, the life of an entrepreneur, and I think people associate entrepreneurialism with business owner. I think in my personal opinion, and I, I teach at the university of Illinois, I'm constantly talking to undergrads my big message is to, you know, best, your best effort to translate yourself into a brand. Mm-hmm. So the brands that we wear, the brands that we buy, the brands yeah. that we shop for, the brands that we want to be associated with, mm-hmm. make yourself a brand. Yeah. So that you as a consumer would want to buy it. You as a business would want to sponsor it. You as, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, I feel so you. So if we were to do that, we now have the opportunity to slow down and say, okay, Let's start asking some of the more convoluted questions. What is our brand? What are we trying to accomplish? Mm-hmm. What are our goals? The pandemic allowed that. Yeah. Um, forced isolation mm-hmm. leaves you with your thoughts. Yep. I mean, there's. I mean, we've tested how much Netflix there is. Um, we <laughs> yes, all we got have. through it. Us all and eventually yeah. <laughs> the TV went off and we were left with our thoughts. Yeah. And maybe that was time, quality time for self-interest. Um, introspection so Mm -hmm. i think um in that regard the pandemic 
will allow us to become stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, not only we as individuals, but we as businesses. Yeah. Um, now, and we as products. Now, what is the effect of the pandemic, as you said? Um, and <clears throat> I don't just think the pandemic, the pandemic isn't just one thing anymore. Mm-hmm. The pandemic used to be a virus. Yeah. You know, like, and, and, and obviously that's the first thing we think of, but that's not all 2020 was. Yeah. 2020 was tumultuous, uh, certainly on a, on a, on a, health basis yeah. and a vulnerability, mm-hmm. but also on a social basis. Yeah, absolutely. Economically, politically. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't think this is an opportunity to lament over 2020. It definitely happened. I mean, yeah. if we were to remain positive, perhaps we could um, imagine how we're going to come from this in a stronger light. Yep, absolutely. Certain industries succeeded massively, right? More than they ever would before. More than they ever would before. Yeah. And and God bless them, quite frankly. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, you, you know, if we all wish we were a part of those industries, whether it was <laughs> real estate, whether it was on a residential basis, yeah. the financial markets, yeah. tech, oh what it did gosh. for tech. Yeah. Know, and greater efficiencies. Mm-hmm. Um, but... You know, there were industries that suffered. Regardless, the year happened. Yeah. I think there was such an excitement for 2021. <laughs> you know, there we've, was. we've all seen so many memes uh, <laughs> about 2021 versus 2020. Yeah. And I don't think we've seen that flip. But no. you're right. The, the light is at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm, I'm of the opinion that we will return to massive gatherings. Yeah. And I don't speak at all from a scientific basis mm-hmm. or as a uh, medical physician mm-hmm. by any means. I just speak as a human being. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm betting that human beings will want to act in a behavior that is consistent with humans mm-hmm. and humanity. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't mean to be uh, repetitive or monotonous in the sense of silliness, but yeah. I want, I, I think we all are itching to get back out and to engage and to be, you know, this idea of uh, tech um, eliminating social interaction. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't, I'm not a buyer into that. Me neither. We're a social species. Yep. Um, will tech change our species mm-hmm. that's a pretty magnanimous sort of mm-hmm. theory it has in um, a lot of ways it it, it is it is we don't it know is the accelerated scope. we don't it know the scope yeah. accelerated us um i think we would have gotten to zoom i think we would have gotten to virtual meetings yep i think there would have been a um entertainer who wanted to reach the masses mm-hmm. by producing a live stream. And I thought it was really cool in some um, musicians in live streams, you know, having a screen mm-hmm. that they could read the comments so and cool. do shout outs to their fans yeah. while performing. Yep. I think that's amazingly intimate. Mm-hmm. 
I think there's something to be said about, you know, dimming your lights in your home and, uh, and, you know, setting the scene and getting some drinks and cranking the speakers and feeling like you're there. Yeah. Yeah. Having an intermittent reaction. I think that's awesome. I think we would have gotten there Mm -hmm. regardless of, of the pandemic and the lockdowns Mm -hmm. and the isolation. I think we would have gotten there. What what happened was we just got there faster. Yeah. I think this might have been 10 years from now. Yeah. Same with working from home. Do I think people will go into an office again? Of course. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if that's a wild, you know, statement by <laughs> saying that people aren't going to return. But It'll do change. I think we got there faster? Yeah. Do we, do we get to, you know, it's, it's yeah, I mean, it, it's no different than the need for lawyers as an attorney. Law firms, and man, what a boring example but it's what i have off the top <laughs> give of it to head. me yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> law firms used to have so much dedicated space like floors in yeah. the city yeah. dedicated to law libraries because everything was on books right you needed floors and floors because think of how <laughs> broad the legal system it's is. actually a great example yeah and then everything went digital yep and those law firms said, well, wait a minute, I don't need seven floors. Yeah. Three offices, four law libraries. Mm-hmm. I only need the three floors because everything's on the... So, I mean, there's been there's been precedent and examples yeah. to technology shrinking. Yeah. I mean, that's, again, these aren't revolutionary concepts by any means. But I, I still, I, I think we come back um, pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Um, you know... This this is not the basis of your um, of your podcast, and I'm I'm not trying to be inappropriate by uh, suggesting it's a political thought by any means. But I, I don't blame government politicians for where we are. I'm not frustrated by regulations and rules. Yeah, we haven't seen this before. Absolutely, nobody wants to make the wrong decision. I think you and I at least are insanely grateful that we didn't have to be the face of a decision. I, I think it's frustrating. We're business owners. We we want to be out. We want to we want to we want to promote progress. We yeah. want to get the economy roaring. We want to see life on the streets again. And it's quick to point a finger. Um, I know I'm probably pissing off a lot of people by not taking shots at nah. politicians, but no, I mean, I it's I it's. I don't envy that position. Um, and there wasn't a playbook besides no. something that happened 100 years ago that doesn't It's translate. easy to blame people, right? Yeah, right. And I agree with you, and I appreciate you actually taking a stand on that, and I'd like to do the same as well. I, I, I agree with you. I really do agree with you. My, I mentioned to you my dad's a doctor. My mom was a nurse. I sided with science on this, and I asked them many times and I did my research as much as I could and and I watched the news more than I ever thought I would and it's so crazy when you realize sometimes you don't know who to trust when so many things are coming at you right like I've been growing up in a world that's so oversaturated by social media right and targeted ads and being told not to trust the internet anymore and 25 30 years ago the internet was the facts right yeah and now it seems like we're back to where we were before where it's like word of mouth. I only trust what my friends told me or what I heard from someone who's professional. And I, I do appreciate you saying that. And I agree. I agree. I think everyone's done the best they can for all things considered, man. Like, 
You know, you, you reached a great point, and again, I think we've deviated a little bit, but we're just going to stay in the rabbit That's a podcast, baby, hole. yeah. We're going to stay in the rabbit <laughs> hole. Um, so I, one of the healthiest things I, I think I do. Yeah. Well, actually, what's the healthiest thing I do? What? Drink a ton of water. Yes, that's true. We drink, we, that's something we have in common. <laughs> Love to hear it. We, I, I believe I drink an unhealthy amount of water. But <laughs> the second healthy thing, if I were to rank... And I don't think I do a ton of things healthy, but <laughs> I don't, I don't watch the news. Really? Isn't 2020 uh, has just completely, and, and by the way, that's not even a political statement. If you are left yeah. and you watch Fox News, yeah. you're pissed off. So true. If you're right and you watch CNN, you're pissed off. You're pissed off. But you know what? The inverse is true. If you're left and you watch CNN, yeah. it's they're getting you riled up and you're pissed off. <laughs> and if you're right and you're watching Fox News, they're riling you up and pissing you off. Uh, so, I mean, in every hypothetical, so somebody's trying to piss you off. So, I, I literally, and as, a, as somebody who can appreciate um, academic process and research yeah. and, and, and uh, institutional knowledge... I like I'm not endorsing the iPhone, but it comes with that little news app. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like it just shows you just like headlines. Yeah, all you need and to see. It's all I need. I just need to make sure <laughs> like some country isn't bombing another. It's not World yeah. War Three. Yes, <laughs> you know. And I need to make sure like the stock market, like whatever, like and I'll flip through it for fifteen seconds. I probably do it three or four times a day. Yeah. But I'm just trying to see, and it gives you pop culture. It yeah. gives you sports. It gives you economics. Yep. But I flip through it really quick. I make sure I don't see anything crazy. But that is the extent <laughs> of my news, because nowadays, wow. Yeah. It's a lot. It it gets you you know so worked up, and it's you know. I think it's hard enough to manage our own lives. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and everybody has a full day. Yep. You know, you just do. Yeah. You've got a ton of externalities, a ton yeah. of influences. There are so many people, you know, being a business owner, they say, wow, you know, you're responsible for so many lives. Yeah. You don't have to be a business owner to be responsible for lives. Right. You can be a son, a brother, a friend. Yeah. A girlfriend, a boyfriend, you can be anything. Yep. And you're responsible for other people's lives. Yeah. And you know, that those those sorts of pressures, that's a that's enough already. Yeah. Now you're adding on top of it all of the societal influences and it, it I could see very quickly where it becomes overwhelming. Yeah. Um so I try to I try to micro contain, but I like that. And for someone who has so much going on in their life, you probably try and not get too inundated with all that stuff, right? I love to be involved. Yeah. Like that is a, there is a movie um, with Jim Carrey called Yes Men. Oh, I love, yeah, yeah. And I, as a, as a movie, you know, I I won't give my, uh, my coveted (laughs) grading of it. It's not that great of a movie. I agree. (laughs) But as a, I, I, it really resonated with me as a, not an ideology, but maybe as a positive philosophy into just saying yes to as much as you can. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't have a traditional background. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to what I do today, I so true. I went to undergrad. I had no idea what I wanted to major in. Yeah, I started majoring things that I didn't 
necessary. I, I knew quickly on that it wasn't going to be my future. Yeah. When you major in political science and Shakespearean literature, yeah. You're that, you know, English and poli sci, right? Yeah. Short of your, you know, <laughs> short of being a teacher, yeah. There's not a ton left. Right. Um, and then, you know, I stayed in grad school because I liked, I'd started some small businesses, mm-hmm. but my small businesses had, had no, you know, uh, correlative, um, correlative uh, chain yeah. to what my interests were. Yeah. Meaning, for example, a painting company. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a furniture building company. Mm-hmm. You know, we did a tech marketing company. These <laughs> were all totally foreign to me. Yeah. Uh, I was more interested in saying yes to starting a business. Right. Partnering with people. Right. You know, uh, sales. Yeah. You know, what the product was, yeah, we'll figure it out. Which sounds incredibly disingenuous, and for anybody whose house we painted or furniture we built or anything, you know, that was still good work. That's good work. It was good work. But you know, at the time, that the skill set wasn't predicated on being interested in carpentry. Yeah. Um, the skill set was exploration, mm-hmm. exploration of the self. Yeah. What are my interests? Yeah. But also exploration into uh, complementary concepts. So um, sales, marketing, right. um, you know, that's where uh, business structure, right. um, finance, right. you know, uh, isn't that the life of an entertainer? Yeah. You know, people may, you know, think, oh, you're, or a business owner, you're, you're you own a restaurant, you serve food. Yeah. Oh, that's a little minimalist. Mm-hmm. Or you're a DJ, you play music. Right. Well, I think there's a lot more. I think there's a lot more to become a successful DJ. Mm-hmm. You're not talking about just playing music. Yeah. To become a successful painting company, you're not talking about just painting. I think you're you're talking about those other areas that people absolutely have to pay attention to yeah. and probably get frustrated with, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Because wait a minute, my music is great. They think it's just that. But but maybe it is. Yeah. Like maybe maybe their music is, you know, for the gods. Yeah. And isn't it frustrating that that's not enough? to get every gig that you want, to get played as many views as some of your peers. And, you know, that that today is the world we live in. It is. And where it, t- it doesn't take just a, an amazingly, beautifully, perfectly put together product. Yeah. But you have to, wait a minute, I, and, and I'm going to use a very, um, uh, a very, um, uh, perfected term of art here, but yeah. it, it takes so much to fucking have one good thing. Yeah. <laughs> now you're telling me I need to involve five other things? Yeah, it's like, so that's true. That's frustrating. Yeah. And that becomes, I don't want to say demoralizing, but that's where, you know, these concepts of returning, you know, here's the callback to where we started. Yeah. Quitting yeah. comes into mind because, wait a minute, it should just be enough that I've delivered something that's awesome yep and uh that is could be subjectively but let's just assume objectively yeah considered at its peak yeah or top performer yeah or a a a a um, a, uh, a product of excellence but now you're telling me that's not enough no i also not. have to do all of these things and then i need luck too <laughs> which i believe luck 
plays a absolutely significant proportion uh, of the success sort of formula. I agree. Um, but yeah, I mean that's that's where that's where that sort of extra time, deep breath, commitment. Mm-hmm. I think that's where we are. That's where we are, and and you know that's a really great example, and it comes up all the time, especially for successful artists. A lot of times when I interview them and I ask them part of their story and I say, how did you get to this point with your brand? So on and so forth. A lot of them say it's 50% music, sometimes even less. 60, 70% branding, network, luck, all that stuff. And that's not just music. That's really in life these days. If you want to build a brand in any sort, in any fashion, in any, in any facet of artistry, hospitality, right, for example, for you, you knew that it was more like when you started Eight Hospitality, and, and we'll go into this in a second here, right? When when you really started it, even back then, did you know that you had to do something different in order to really stand out? You couldn't just have good food, couldn't just have a good location, couldn't just have great bartenders, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, so it's so hard to get where you're going. Mm-hmm. Where and you don't know the final destination, <laughs> and that's not a good, you know, you shouldn't, you 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 shouldn't plan or lack thereof accordingly. Right. Um, but when it comes to when it comes to that religion of yes mm-hmm. and just getting involved in things, mm-hmm. I'll liken it. Ah, oh man, not a great analogy, but it's the one that came out before. <laughs> so. Let's say you're going on a date. Let's say let's say you're going on a date. Yeah. And you're interested in a relationship. Okay. And but you're early into the dating scene. Right. You think you know what you want. Yeah. So you would think like, well, if you were if you were to be interviewed by a social media website, yeah, proverbially, or just a friend who wants to set you up, they may question. They may give you a questionnaire and say, right. Well, who? What are the types of you know people you're interested in? Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe I would say, well, the girl wants, I, you know, this education and these interests and this and our likes and our similarities. And blah. But you don't know yeah. because you're <laughs> in the earliest stages of your self-exploration. Mm-hmm. So you would have to go on a series of dates with, with girls that you would perhaps then realize like, shit, I thought I liked this. <laughs> I know. Or you just said something that's totally interesting that I never thought about. Yeah. And, you know, I never thought that we would be compatible. Right. But we're having such a good time. Mm-hmm. That, that's the process. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to put yourself in an uncomfortable situation sometimes. Oh, yeah. You have to say yes. You have to go down roads that are, un- you know, not just uncomfortable, but unfamiliar. Yeah. Or, or you know, not only, not only unfamiliar in the, um, in the knowledge basis, but just unfamiliar... In the sense of your own insecurities. Yeah. Like, I'm not good at this. Yeah. So I don't feel comfortable necessarily going down this. But then you might find out, shit, I am really good at this. <laughs> or I thought I, or the inverse of that is, I thought I really liked this. Yeah. Now that I've been exposed to it, right. it turns out I don't. Right. And that's what yes did to me. Mm. So I, I, you know, I did the education. I started all these companies. Now the 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 the, the, the peel back is that I, I have an entrepreneurial spirit. Of course, I love to create. Yeah, you know, I, I wish I was better at other things. Were your parents you know, entrepreneurs? I'm like, where did this stem from? Not at all. And and in truth, they were wildly supportive. Like, yeah. It it is 
It is only a testament. I can only speak to them because they are my only parents. You're from Frankfurt, right? Frankfurt, so smaller out, town, right? South, yeah, yeah, suburbs, right? You know, but right. Um, they they were they were really cool and supportive with me. They were patient. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think so long as I didn't get into too much trouble, there right. was that sort of rope right. that they allowed me. And then that I did happen to, from time to time, get into trouble. <laughs> I had to pull some of that rope back. Yeah, but, young Carmen. Never, never too, never too hard. And I think that. Yeah. I I will say that that was that was cool. Right. That was a contributor. Right. Um. But no, they were super scared for me to go into the city. They were, mm-hmm. you know, play it safe. Getting an education is, yeah. you know, right. We don't need to. You don't need to get too creative here. Yeah. <laughs> Stay in your lane. <laughs> and I like going outside my lane. Yeah. I love getting involved in things that I have to push myself. If 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 um. If if a cat if a certain category mm-hmm. is unknown to me, mm-hmm. then and I don't know if we could you know we'll have to edit to where my hands go <laughs> uh, as a visual because I've only been giving linguistic yeah, analogy. But if a certain category that is unfamiliar to me is something I'm interested in, yeah. then because I'm uh, unfamiliar with it, I'm probably starting here. Right. But I don't want to compete here. I don't want right. to compete at the bottom. Right. So the only way to gain a seat at the table mm-hmm. is to advance myself. Nobody wants to be seated at, you know, a table with such a, a, a strong delta or gap between yeah. the two. So how do I raise myself to that area? Yeah. I network. I become hyper focused. I wanna learn everything there is to know about it. Yeah. I wanna create advantage. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we were, you know, your background in the music industry um, having been a DJ and having wanting to come to Chicago is in right. a hyper, I don't like that word for this, is in a um, highly competitive field. Yeah, yeah, well said. So how do you become, how do you get a seat at the table? When there's, in the game of musical chairs, there are, <laughs> you know, the proverbial eight chairs but there's not ten kids running around it. This there's is good. 10, by the way. This is good. Yeah. There's ten thousand people running around eight chairs. Just in Chicago. Just in Chicago. Yeah. So how do you do it? <laughs> okay. Well, you don't use the Q word, which yeah. I don't like. But you don't. <laughs> you know. You know. You don't quit. Yeah. You create a different opportunity. Yep. And your opportunity, uh, as I've gotten to know a brief story in the minutes before we started this, yeah. was to go into media. Yeah. To create a podcast to yep. engage dra- and how many pe- how many chairs are there in the Chicago community? I built my own fucking table, Carmen. Fine, great. Yeah, great. So maybe there's eight chairs and there's only four of you. Yeah, or two of you. Yeah, you know. But now it's easier to get a chair. Yes, it is. And through that, we're going to then take our chair mm-hmm. and move it over to another table. Right. And move it over to another table. Mm-hmm. And now there's a sense of credibility. Yeah. That's kind of, that's, you know, I can, I jive with that sort of story. I like that. Because it's like, okay, I want, I I want to, I want to have some impact in the hospitality scene, Mm -hmm. but I have no credit. I mean, think about it. Here's the table. 
Carmen, do you have any culinary background? Carmen, have you gone to school for hospitality? Carmen, have you ever owned a restaurant? Carmen, do any of your parents, relatives, or otherwise, have you ever worked in a restaurant? Do you know anything about music? Do you know anything about um, food, mixology? Have you, ever raised, have you ever raised money to buy a building? Have you? The answer to all of those is no. No. And, yeah. you know, which, which makes it pretty easy to say, you're right. I don't belong here. Yeah, totally. I'm quitting on this idea. Most and people. And maybe, maybe I'll do something else. Yeah. Um, wow. But, I, you know, for me, there is an element of, yes, there is an element of network, but I had to create my own opportunity. You bet on yourself. Which may you have been that, an alternative, you? but I wanted to get to that table. So I, I just, I found opportunities at perhaps, you know other arenas around that table so that I could just keep inching closer and closer. Uh, the, I don't believe it's impossible. When it comes to possibilities and impossibilities, yeah. I think they're pretty physical. Yeah. Meaning it's impossible for me to start on the Bulls next year. Even, <laughs> even, even with our Eastern Conference standings. Um, it, it's, that's, that's, yeah. We can nod our heads on the physical impossibility. Right, right. <laughs> but if we can eliminate physical impossibilities, I want to become, I, I, I want to learn a second language. Yeah. I want to, um, I want to st start a business in an industry that I'm not in today. I want to gain a second job or discipline uh, mm -hmm. in academia. Mm -hmm. Maybe I want to have a certification in accounting. Mm -hmm. You know, those are things that I don't, you know, are obviously not physical impossibilities, but we can begin to nod our heads to say, all right, macro concepts are, I want to be rich. I want to be successful. Yeah. I don't fuck with the macro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's hard. It it's is. Bigger. You have to be somebody who is super dynamic and super special. Yeah. I don't hold myself to those standards. Mm -hmm. I never have. Mm -hmm. I like that. I was that. never the captain of any team. Right. I was never the tallest. I was never the smartest. Right. I was not. So it, I have years of practice mm -hmm. of not uh, executing on the highest caliber yeah. that, with, with ease. So to me, it just, okay, fuck the macro. Let's just concentrate on micro goals, yeah, day to day, mm -hmm. week to week, month. Okay, we're getting you know, but also like, what can I do if if the goal is to own a business that revenue generates five million? Yeah, that's macro, right? But five million on a weekly basis is a hundred thousand, right? Okay, I can get my head around that, right, right, right. Um, or you know. Um, Industry related, okay. I want a I want a hospitality portfolio. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, what what what's in my world that I can begin to flirt with? Uh, maybe it's a single unit restaurant. Yeah. Or maybe that single unit restaurant. And here's where we even go more micro. Is yeah, yeah, yeah. A niche that I understand. Right. So being a millennial. Right. I thought my network is youth. My network is. The future. You are um, your target demographic. I am the target demographic. Yes. I like to go out. Right. I like to, you know, 
I am a consumer for our product. Mm -hmm. And when I started the company, there was, I won't say there was a huge void because Chicago is such a special city. It's one of the most important cities in the world. I could teach Mm -hmm. semesters long uh, (laughs) on that topic. I'd be your teacher's assistant. Yes. (laughs) Just on a cultural basis, diversity basis, an economic basis, uh, social structure, politics. It's it's very important. It's very important. Transportation is the most important, but that's just for the academic nerds. Yes. The idea of... The idea of having a, or, or excuse me, the idea of being a consumer and starting in hospitality led me first to entertainment. Mm-hmm. Led me to bodies. Mm-hmm. Like we need bodies in order to be popular. Right. Okay. Now let's reverse engineer bodies. Yeah. How do we get, how do we get bodies through the door? Yeah. We're talking about, certainly we're in the product field but it could be mixology, only I'm not a mixologist. We're not mixologists. It could be... <laughs> we are drinking um, whiskey on the rocks right now, aren't we? That's right. Pretty, pretty easily. That We're was not the, the best mixologists. <laughs> yes. That was the extent of our ingredients. Mm-hmm. Ice and whiskey. Um, and that was kind of complicated. Uh, but, you know, I think, I think music, vibe, energy was one of our initial um, ingredients for success. Yeah. And that that was something that was within our understanding mm-hmm. uh, that I wanted to focus on. Right. Which is why, you know, my first handful of places, sorry if that's you're fine, you're feedback. Fine. Uh, my first handful of places were um, higher energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it was, you know... Energy comes from, I mean, in, you know, to me, energy comes from lighting. Yep. Uh, which seems easy, mm-hmm. is incredibly complex. Yeah. Uh, when <laughs> capturing the time of day, when capturing the element of crowd, when capturing the, the vibe, uh, the desired for vibe. But, uh, and then I obviously, the obvious one is, is music. Yeah. You know, um, you know, we talk about we talk about the beats per minute, we talk about the style and genre, we sure. talk about, you know, which are probably matching by the time of day. But it really got me involved with a ton of DJs. Yeah. Uh, which was not a world that I came from at all. Right. I, I knew my the extent of my uh, understanding good music was self-preferential on an iPad. Uh, or excuse me, an iPod. Or I don't even know if those exist anymore. Do iPods exist anymore? They don't. Well, actually, they do. They do, but in a very, very different like context than what you an and iPod? I are. Can you go I, to a store and buy an iPod? I'm pretty sure you can at the App Store. Yeah, but it's like I, for I kids. Know. They're for kids now. Like, yeah. well, that's literally like loading the, music. Literally. But I, I live through Napster. Yeah, uh, LimeWire, LiveWire, yeah. Which, was, by the way, I mean, wow, I'm only, these 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 thoughts are uh, only live and that they're rushing to my head, but I told my you. comment to that would be <laughs> LimeWire, Napster, yeah. taught me a lot of good music because on those chats, yeah. when you would have to type in the code to request a song, yeah. <laughs> I, I wouldn't know good music necessarily, yeah. right. or, or pop music, or 
popular music. Right. But I would see other people chatting the request volume. Yeah. And I'd say like, shit, everybody is <laughs> requesting this song. <laughs> like, it must be good. I yeah. gotta request it. Like, right. that was your your digital TRL, which yeah. is a horrible reference. Yeah, that's good, actually. I like that. The, you know, from there, I believe it went to iTunes. Yep. And then iTunes with the iPod that you would load into, but yeah, that, that was like. By the way, that's not even that's not even remotely technical. That was just the genesis of my music involvement. Right when I started to open up places and acquire places, and um, yeah, I, I was, I was lucky, I was lucky in doing it, and I'll only spend a few seconds to say this, but yeah. I think when I think when you qualify a statement by stating that you opened up a couple places you're skipping an assumption because people would say, well, how the hell did you do that? Yeah, yeah. Um, I did it irresponsibly. Uh, and <laughs> perhaps I will pay Google a ton of money to hide this interview years from now because I won't want to be seen <laughs> as a irresponsible businessman. You but the reality of the situation was as success came in, yeah. you know, if success was a dollar coming in, I leveraged it by two. So if a dollar came in, I would spend two. Yeah. The irresponsibility is on its face. Right. You know, uh, with leverage. But my thought was, you know, I'm trying to get somewhere quickly. Yeah. And what's fun about being young. Yeah. And what's dangerously nervous about perhaps have being not being old, but being older with responsibilities is here's a fact I lived with my parents till I was 27. Yeah. I graduated law school when I was 27 years old. Until that time, I lived with my parents on spring break, on Christmas break, on summer break. I would go home. That's pretty... When I, when I, had, when I opened Hubbard Inn yeah. on the three floors, I was driving back to Frankfurt. I was going to ask how old you were, yeah. I was 27 years old. That's I crazy. I had moved into the city. And so, uh, I mean, and, and, and the world was moving quick back then, but sure. I, and, and fortunately, like I said, I had really, uh, I had a special relationship with my parents, meaning they didn't hate me and want me out of the house. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, the, the, uh, as a measure of process, when I could risk it all. Mm-hmm. Because the worst case scenario was the scenario that I was probably in, mm-hmm. which isn't saying it was negative. It was, what's the worst that could happen? Yeah. I fail, lose, and live with my parents. Right. I'm already living with my parents. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And, or, you know, I, I wanted to reach the goal uh, versus um, I wanted to reach the goal, but I have a family. I have kids. Yeah. I have obligations. Right. That's a, that's a, that's a wildly different analysis right when it comes to leverage and risk yeah so not only did i was i afforded the opportunity by being young yeah i caught some luck well you know 27 a lot of people consider that old sometimes right you obviously think it's fucking opposite and i do too i i think it's old today and i'm older than that (laughs) i mean you know um but listen i i this industry has afforded me the opportunity to work with a lot of younger people. Yeah. Uh, I've watched the industry evolve. I am super motivated by positive energy and positive outlook. 
um, but also like, you know, uncharted territory. Mm -hmm. So I get here, you, here, here's a interesting, er, well, I qualify it by being interesting, but here's <laughs> a dichotomy that I think I'll be able to speak in the realm of the show, but be a little bit outside of it. You're, yeah. you're used to engaging with musicians. Right. And DJs. Right. And they have to, they're working and operating in the ecosystem of music festivals, yeah. stages, and venues. Yeah. Restaurants, clubs. Right. You know, bars. Right. I've operated music festivals. I represent music venues as an attorney, and I own nightclubs, restaurants, bars. Mm -hmm. So You are the ecosystem. I participate in the ecosystem. Yeah. And sometimes there is a clash <laughs> between the art of um, the, the the art of passion. Yeah. Performance and, and passion. And performance. Yeah. And the delivery of product. Yeah. And if my product is enjoyable body, sometimes that doesn't jive. Yeah. Yeah. So I I I I am sometimes at odds with the um, music curator, mm -hmm. and I don't just mean to say DJ. I mean, yeah, there, there's 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 musician. There's volume that takes into place. I think I'm getting granular by describing this. I know what you mean, though. But I'm trying to establish the sort of friction uh, and the competing interests. You know, I get a musician or entertainer, and and their desire to be heard yeah literally express themselves and express themselves yeah. but to showcase their music yeah and i also understand and represent the stick to the hits give them what they want the business the business of it yeah and those those don't jive sometimes mm -hmm. and um probably create conflict or at least friction uh, a lot of times and I think there is a middle ground. Yeah. Um, but I, I try to, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm being sincere here. I, yeah. I, I try to put myself in the business of creating music. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah. And in doing so, I want to be a venue. You know, I, I probably struggle with some degree of frequency mm -hmm. in being a venue that wants to promote local talent. Right. Local music. Yep. Original music sounds. Yeah. Art. Yeah. And because I'm a business owner. Right. And because I'm a capitalist and not in the, not in the evil sense, uh, <laughs> but a capitalist in the pure sense of um, build, 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 build. Yeah, generating, well, generating, grow. yes, generating in the black. Well, like um, you said, get bodies in the positive. door and keep them there. That's right. Yeah. Uh, sometimes that conflicts. Yeah. You know, I want to give the shot, but I also would rather we stick to the hits. And I think over time, we, like, I know. Some of my favorite, like if we're talking about DJs, some of my favorite DJs yeah. play rooms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what a skill that is. Yeah. Because you could show up and not know. Yeah. Whether, you know, there's 
32 couples celebrating, <laughs> whether there's a 25 top. Yeah. Uh, and I say 32 couples celebrating their relationship. Right, right, right. And I don't just mean Valentine's Day. Right. But I, or a 25 top of business executives mm-hmm. uh, over the age of 50. Or a bachelorette party. A or a bachelorette party. <laughs> or, you know, uh, families. Yeah. Or, you know, the softball league. Yeah. Or the, whatever that is. Yeah, man. There's the, the talent. Yeah. Is playing to each of them. So true. It's and tough I don't job. think I could do that. I like that's meaning, and, and I don't mean I don't think I can make macaroni and cheese, but <laughs> I, I'm saying like that's a fucking skill. It is. It absolutely is. Like that is you know to be able to to touch upon individual desires, preferences, mm-hmm. um, you know, versus I'm here. I am me. Yep. I'm the brand. Yep. I am Nike. Right. I am Supreme. Right. Which is. <laughs> I am, um, I, 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 I am a product and a brand and I'm here to play me. Yeah. And sometimes that connects at a level where you're creating fans mm-hmm. where people like take a step back and are just like, wow, <laughs> you know, and you've converted, Yeah. you've converted somebody into a fan where maybe they showed up to have fun, mm-hmm. hear music. Mm hmm. Because their friends were doing that, yep. because they got a free ticket, or because they're having a drink in a bar, mm-hmm. or you know, or out at a club, or you know, they they're converted as you know something totally random. But we don't know if that's going to happen. Yeah, I, I I know that's an obvious point, but when somebody comes into a venue and the venue is curating a a product that is meant for volume and masses, mm-hmm. you're rolling the dice. Like, Absolutely. And, and, and I try, and so here, here is the exercise. Yeah. So you're the DJ. Right. You're the brand. Yep. What do you do? You know, do it's you so play, tough. do you play to the room and nobody notices you? Yeah. But for, wow, good tunes. I'm having a great time. Right. At this venue. Yep. Like this was great. And then I'm probably even tipping my waiter or waitress more mm-hmm. because the music's great, but I'm not even thinking about it. That's yeah. just contributing to my vibe. Right. But I'm translating it into the service. Right. And I might come back because it's great. Or do I get a little risque, mm-hmm. throw in some of my own stuff. Right. Because this is my two hours. This is my chance. This is my chance. And yeah. I get that. Yeah. Like I, I get it. And I don't think it's... And it's a fine line. And I've had, I've, I can think of, you know, more than a couple of instances where that didn't go well. You know, there was that conflict. With the product. There, yeah. To, you know, here. And the artist. You know, yeah. I'm, what I'm trying to do is different than what you're trying to do. Yeah. I, I think when it, I, I first. And I'm only saying, by the way, I, I, I want you to go, but I'm not, I'm not. I'm not indicting the no, industry. I think it's I'm important. A, I'm just talking about like this happens. Well, I mean? think it's important, honestly, and this is great advice for younger DJs, Carmen, that are co- trying to get into the scene. Know. What do I do? What do I play? All this sort of shit, right? Like the guys that have that are playing these rooms, you know what I mean? That are that are playing a lot of these eight hospitality venues, which are I don't have to tell you the best in the city for DJs because this is where the people go. 
DJs want to play where people are, right? I don't want to have to be the reason that people come. But when it comes down to it, you are paying us, and we have a job to do, and we work for you. And that's the mentality that I always had. Now, I'm not a traditional open format DJ. That's why I do the podcast. Don't get me wrong. I've DJed at Hubbard Inn. I've DJed at Key Club. I've DJed at Parlay many, many times. And I know that I have a job to do there. But that is something that I've interviewed a lot of DJs about. I've heard a lot of DJs about. I don't want to play these venues because they don't respect you know, my totally. music. They, I get it. The managers come up to me and tell me what to play. And as an artist, I understand that. And I'm glad that you at least, as one of, the, we're, one of the men on the top. We're on a podcast of conflict right now. This is I it. I like this. I it, like this. And, that's, and it's so I'm important. I'm going to defend the point. Defend. But good. No, no, no. Press. Press on. Press on. I, I, I know exactly. Well, I shouldn't say exactly. My goal. Yeah. Okay. I'm not gonna. I'm not going to rank a hospitality. Yeah. Um. I'll tell you who some of the greats are. What do you want to talk about? Food. Um. Brandon Sodakoff. Um. Hogsaw Hospitality. Yeah. You know. You want to ask me my favorite steakhouse? I'm. I'm an investor in steakhouses. <laughs> I'll tell you one that I'm not an investor in. It's my favorite. It's Bavette's. Yeah. I don't mind. T- like. It's the best. It, it's, it's great. Yeah. I love giving praise. Yeah. You know, what the Boca Group has done to Chicago yeah. in raising the culinary status. You know, how many Michelin stars we've gotten. You know how fun it is to take a date or friends yeah. or family to Michelin style. Oh. You're not getting that. I didn't get that in Frankfurt. I didn't Makes me know, love Chicago. I didn't know what a tasting menu. I thought a tasting menu was, <laughs> here, taste this. Yeah. That's the extent of my... Hospitality and culinary background. So <laughs> let us entertain you, in my opinion. I, I love praise. I love praise. I love competition. People who meet me could say, I mean, they could say whatever they want about me. Right. I might be a little bit more introspective while out, and meaning you know, I'm focusing on what's six inches in front of me, but I love praise. I love competition. I want to raise the bar. Yeah. I want to see Chicago compete with some of the best cities in the world. Yeah. We only get there as a collective. Absolutely. And eight hospitality, God willing, and I would be blessed and honored and fortunate if I could be a small cog to that. Mm-hmm. But it's not about me at all. So I, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to talk about where eight hospitality is, but I will say mm-hmm. What I believe my role is. Yeah. What I want my role please, is. Please, please. I am the one... Co- okay, I'm going to keep with this sentence. Come on. I am the one company that is so diverse yeah. that we have a portfolio of neighborhood restaurants, neighborhood sports bars, um, finer dining, a- eclectic Italian seafood... Uh, pizza concepts, um, you know, taquerias, Mexican, Spanish yeah, influence. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we, you know, I've, I've, I've done, I've been a part of, you know, 18 sort of units, um, a number of different concepts. We have college bars. You're uh, literally the, the fucking campus. Disneyland, bro. That's what I mean. Like you have but it all. The most the da- most dangerous one, and I use danger as a uh, <laughs> as a risque and exciting word. Uh-huh. As, uh huh. Sure. That is a negative, but yeah, is nightclubs. I, I think I'm the biggest nightclub owner. 
Um, you are, and that's what I meant in that in that sense too. With the number of like that, which curates music and DJs, but like, entertain you have, does not have DJs. Yeah, I mean, it, well, people well, stick maybe. to their no, people stick to their genres, right? Whereas I, what my goal is when it comes to hospitality is to create. Mm-hmm. What am I creating? I'm creating jobs. Yep. I'm creating volume. Yep. I'm creating capacity. I'm creating. I, I, you know, if we were to peel those layers off, there's memories, there's um, events, there's, it allows us to get into the music industry, allows us to interact with uh, many of the um, main stages in the city, Lollapalooza, mm-hmm. engagements like that. But in doing so, I'm, I'm participating this production a lot with music. Yeah. Um, with somebody who has a non-technical basis. I mean, my Instagram of me playing piano is not me being a musician. Uh, it, that, that, it, not even in its most generous description is yeah. me being a musician. So I don't have a music background. I don't have involvement in the industry, but I'm very much interrelated. Yeah. Uh, when I say I don't have involvement, I don't, I don't have the pedigree or the credibility um, to necessarily opine mm-hmm. on what should be played. Mm-hmm. But I do know our product. I do yeah. know the masses. Yeah. And if my goal is to create um, where there are more venues, more tourism. Mm-hmm. I mean, we set a record in 2019 for tourism at 58 million people. Holy in 2000, shit. In 2011, it was 41 million. That's 17 million delta in seven years is is the largest spread of tourism amongst any major city uh, in the world. I the didn't world. know that. So, but the goal is, okay, wait a minute. We're doing something right. Chicago's doing something right. Right. And we're all contributing pieces to that. Right. Culinary, music. Music is a massive portion of it. Yeah. But having these venues, nightlife, sports success, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of that is just our burgeoning, you know, sort of Midwestern uh, attachment towards sports. Yeah. So when we're talking about that greater contribution, you're you're going all the way down to the DJ. Yeah. And it, <laughs> somebody who's curating music, entertainment vibe. Yeah. Um, has a sincere uh, responsibility. Has like a very grave obligation to make sure that they deliver. Mm-hmm what those masses want so that yeah. we can go from 58 to 65 to 72 yeah. so that you know i i i have been um uh i've been quoted uh a few times but i i, I still believe in the statement there isn't another city i would have been able to start in mm-hmm. and gain the same sort level of success yeah if i would have started in new york if I would have started in Los Angeles, Miami, um, mm-hmm. you know, th- this is a this is a very special city, and a lot of my peers and colleagues could have easily said, "Who the hell is this new guy? Yeah, let's squash him." I say the um, same thing about this podcast, Carmen. I really do. And there's a rally towards it. Yeah. And I and I was given a you know some advice tips. Uh, there was a level of camaraderie that gave confidence. Um, and so, you know, I think the same is to be said in the DJ community, mm-hmm. uh, in the musician, in the entertainment community, where, you know, 
there is, if you're playing here, if you're doing this, oh, you should reach out to this person. Right. Let me connect you here. Right. I'd, oh, man, I love your vibes and energy. I love your, I love your tempo here, mm -hmm. you know, your direction. So um, I, I see that. And I want to be a positive contribution to that. Yeah. Um, you know, when I when we were just talking about the sort of conflict. Yeah. Of you know, brand building awareness, passion. Yeah. And the pro the desired product of the venue. Right. You know, you. My advice is start a level of communication. Yeah. Have something in your pocket. Mm -hmm. Know if you're gonna go off on the ledge. You better have something right there. To, <laughs> you better have that that whatever that button. Get is out of jail free card, basically. To, to 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 go the other way. Yeah. But then to engage and and say a uh, you know you've had a couple of guests that um, I really want to. I don't want to call out specifically because uh, I don't know if it's appropriate, but I want to say like I know some of the guests that you've come on this show. Yeah. And their levels of communication and feedback and their, you know, desire to be participatory in the music mm -hmm. is educational in both ways. Mm -hmm. So they're seeking the education here. Yeah. But we're seeking the education. Yeah. Like we want to know like, well, actually, I think this crowd would. Or actually, if I were able to, you know, bring them through this spectrum. Right. You know, give me, give me 10 minutes here. If you don't like it. Ping me again. Yeah, that that is less. Um, mm -hmm. um, th that comes with less conflict. Uh, I like that know, a partnership, abrasiveness. Yeah, it's more of a partnership. Yeah, absolutely. That is a key ingredient to having a successful venue. Like when people say they don't let me play this, they don't want me to. Do that, that's on a macro sense. That's, that's so that's, true. That's uh, that's grading your three hours. Yeah, and saying. I didn't get to do this or I wouldn't want, you know, versus treating those three hours in a micro sense where mm -hmm. every 15 to 20 minutes was a set. Right. And this is a journey. Yeah. And this is, I love that. Yeah. And sometimes we're right. Like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that. I'm, I'm saying that. No, I get you. Uh, with a smile on my face. But, right. <laughs> um, sometimes they're right. Yeah. And we be, and then we're educated and we're like, ah, you know, but we would have needed that conversation, and uh, that this isn't intended to be some uh, portion of the segment where I'm delivering advice because I don't think that it's I perspective. Have, I don't have the credibility to give advice. Uh, I just have, you know, um, anecdotally the 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 requisite amount of um, experience mm -hmm. that could say, hey, in these situations, I've seen this you know, so many different times with so many different shapes and sizes. Yeah. You know, let's, let's, there is a formula here mm -hmm. and the formula is probably communication, participation, yeah. collaboration, partnership. Um, the formula is not, you know, uh, let's see whose chest can stick out farther. And yeah. And not, not to take that left turn, but, uh, when, when we're talking about, you know, I just talked about like New York, Chicago, or excuse me, Chicago versus New York, LA. Yeah, Miami. yeah. Aren't they so different? So different, man. I mean, haven't, you know, I spent, I had COVID uh, right away. I was like patient zero. Did you? <laughs> uh, I was hospitalized. Uh, Jesus. Yeah. Um, and so, 
you know, no pre-existing. I probably just pushed the envelope too much and, sure. and, and didn't know what it was and wasn't as concerned with it. But mm-hmm. um, one of the positive resultants of that was it was behind me. My antibodies yeah. were off the chart. Right. So I traveled more in 2020 than I had probably in any other year. Yeah. And, um, you know, New York, I'd been, I've I've gone to New York, LA, Miami. I've looked seriously at deals in Miami, New York. Super intimidating. Yeah. Like those are, those are just, you know, the, 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 um, not to say that Chicago is easier. Right. Um, but Chicago is, you know, S- Chicago is a little bit more emotionally connected, a little bit less cutthroat, mm-hmm. a little bit, I don't want to say more forgiving. Um, and, and it probably is, but I don't mean to say that Chicago's... It's not soft. Soft. Right, right, no, right, it, right. It, it's just that uh, LA, a success is if you lasted three years. Yeah. You know, those places just turn over so fast. That's crazy. In New York, the prices are through the roof that you don't, if you're ambitious, that's not enough. You have to be ambitious with a fat check. And fucking rich. Yeah, enriched in order (laughs) to get that opportunity. Yeah. Um, And Miami has such international, mostly South American, um, but certainly Eastern European roots. Yeah. Uh, that if you're not connected or vibing with that, mm-hmm. I mean, it's hard enough to vibe with your neighbors, <laughs> let alone on an international basis. Yeah, the Chicago, Chicago guy in Miami. Chicago has that Midwestern charm yeah. and, of support. Um, so it's a really cool city to have opportunity in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you are sort of you know thinking about, I want to take that leap. I want to get involved. I want to try this. You know, uh, I'm scared. I'm nervous. I don't, you know, I have this daytime job. I have the, yeah, yeah, but know that you're in a city that sort of gives you a little bit of flexibility mm-hmm. and a little bit of cushion mm-hmm. in order to have those things. There's opportunity uh, here. Those, yeah. So, you know, it, that, that's why I say Chicago's not soft. It, it's not that it's soft. It's, it's that it's, um, it embraces that. It's part of our cultural fabric. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it has allowed, not only me, mm-hmm. it has allowed a lot of people who, you know, age is, age is timing. Yeah. Uh, and timing, you don't have a say when the timing is right sometimes. Right. But if you go for it, mm-hmm. regardless of where you are, mm-hmm. there is that opportunity um, and there is that sort of um, rope that we discussed uh, where you get to try things out. Yeah. Now, I love what you said there for a lot of different reasons, and I think that is what makes Chicago so special. And I kind of want to dive in with you to what you were mentioning as compared to New York, Miami, Los Angeles, Paris, Berlin, Dubai, inside the United States, outside the United States. Kind of what makes Chicago Chicago, and what makes Chicago hospitality groups, like you said, as a collective I think I I can't speak for New York and and LA because I don't know as much, but it seems like you said we all work together here. What type of city is Chicago trying to be? What yeah. are we now? What are we trying to be as oh, compared to them? Such a cool question. Yeah. Um, I think this is a question that everyone should participate in. We should all get out a pen and paper. I old, agree. Old school format and write an essay 
on what is Chicago trying to be. Yeah, because that's a good thesis. I'm willing to venture that, depending on your, uh, depending on your industry, job, mm-hmm. uh, and responsibility, the answers are going to be different. Yeah. But what? It, don't pause this section if you live here. If you don't live here. What do you care? But if you live here... <laughs> if you don't live here, you should care, though, because the, we are trying to do something. This isn't just a rhetorical question. What yeah. is Chicago trying to be? So I look at... Let, let's look at the other cities first. Yeah. Wow. First of all, let me say, love this question. Um, <laughs> Thank you. New York. Uh, New York has more late-hour licenses than any major city in the U.S. Mm-hmm. So New York never sleeps. Yeah. New York has incredible cultural influences because, you know, from that side of the world's civilization, it's yeah. our first major city. Right. So that's where, you know, that's the, I believe, short of 9 million, but 8 million plus people. Yeah. Um, a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot of different cultural influences. Having those late hours, you get to experience those cultural influences. Mm -hmm. Those late hours are not nightclubs. So in Chicago, there's late hour bars and there's late hour clubs. Right. Most people know late hours to be clubs. Right. There's a couple of good dive bars. Oh, definitely. But if you're a dive bar person, uh, (laughs) it's not as frequently that it's 3.34 in the morning and you're at a late. But club goers want late hours. In New York, there's late hour restaurants. Late yeah. hour lounges, yep. late hour mixology bars. There's yeah. late hour clubs. There's yeah. late hour bars. Yeah. There's, la- there's late <laughs> hour neighborhood bars. Like, yeah, I think that contributes to tourism. I think that contributes to metropolitan fabric. Mm-hmm. If I wanted to live in a suburb, I I would say no late hours. Yeah, that's why I'm living out in the suburbs. Yeah, <laughs> my problem with cities that are resistant to late hours is that. That's part of a major metropolitan's fabric. Yeah. People, you know, people in the suburbs, uh, I own restaurants in the suburbs, our peak time for dinner reservations mm-hmm. is 7, 7.30. Right. Late is 8.39. <laughs> Nobody gets a reservation at 8.39. Nobody. In the city? I mean, when I go to New York, yeah, I, I'm fortunate enough to be able to get reservations. I still want a reservation at 9.30, 10. Yeah. You know, because now you're finishing at 11, 30, 12. Time to go out. And now you've got, now it's time to go out. <laughs> and by the way, I'm not a, I'm not an anomaly. And no. it's not because I'm a millennial. Right. There's people, that's a lot of people we're talking about. Well, it's European lifestyle too. Yeah. LA? Yeah. Okay, so now we have the most. The least is LA. Yeah. LA is none. <laughs> LA has no late hour licenses by their, so I, I, at, I have a law firm. Our law firm does. This is a plug. I think we call that in the yes, podcast. Yes, please. We're allowed to plug. Drop it. So my my law firm represents developers, business owners, obviously hospitality, mm-hmm. and we deal in uh, regulatory uh, bureaucracy sort of uh, landings. But mm-hmm. uh, so, but I'm familiar not only certainly with Chicago, but with other cities. Yeah. God, that was a shameless plug. <laughs> it was it, good. It could even like it was seamless at the bottom of. The, <laughs> My, my, You're very uh, my good at law that. Firms, What's yeah. it called? Can City you tell Lake us what it's called? There we go. There we go. City Lake so, Law. Um, <laughs> that's funny. Uh, but LA, uh, okay, this is this is historical. But I, lo- I, lo- I don't know. I don't know if there's two other people who find this fascinating, but me and you. But this is <laughs> it's okay. So LA has the least amount of late hour licenses. It's true. 
So there, and, and now what do we know about LA? Well, everyone closes at 1.30. Yeah. And then you go to a house party. Right. You go to the hills. Right. Somebody's throwing a house party. Mm-hmm. And what comes with that? Well, that scene is different. Yeah. That scene has a different vibe. It has a different intensity level. Right. Their music isn't as rap. It doesn't have the same BPM level. No. As would New York. So true. Because you're in a home. Um, you could probably opine as to drug use, which I'm, I'm, I'm not interested in going down that road, but right. you can imagine the role of drugs in differing communities. It's a very good perspective, though. Seriously. And L.A. should have a late hour. Yeah. Um, no and sense. L.A.'s hospitality is a little bit more fleeting. Mm. You know, it's, that's where if like, you survive for three, three years, you're considered a success. That seems crazy. So then you go down to my Miami, yeah, which I think is the most diverse mm-hmm. um, hospitality, nightlife, cultural scene in the United States. Does it even seem Americanized there? You know, it it right. America is foreign. Yeah, I think to Miami. Right, and so everything you know about Miami and it, and it, there if you're looking for something, mm-hmm. Miami and New York have it, but Miami has it. Probably on a scale that is um, a little bit more um, European or South American influence. Probably right. more South American influence. Yeah. But, so, okay, now let's land back to Chicago. Right. And, and then we could go into Europe because that's where I'd like to go. But Chicago has laid out our licenses. Yeah. I have a few. Right. Um, there's a lot of moratoriums. Mm-hmm. The city of Chicago may likely never issue another late, new late-hour license. Yeah, it's all grandfathered in, right? Yeah, because there's this big moratorium. I mean, it's possible. Yeah. And I've got a couple of, ide- I've got a couple <laughs> of ideas. Uh, I, I want to deliver Chicago's first 7 a.m. license, but... Oh! Um, <laughs> I have a plan. But, um, you know, with that late-hour scene, you what what has been really cool to see is chicago's now known within since 2018 as the number one culinary capital in the united states that's really cool it is the james beard awards yeah. which is the oscars for restaurants yep and restaurateurs not in the us but in the world yeah are held now they were in new york for you know forever yeah. you know decades and decades now they're in chicago uh, they've recently moved to chicago they're, the Michelin stars are adding up, piling up. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that we can embrace a little bit more of a nightlife culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we've kind of deviated away from that. Yeah. Uh, when you talk about the birth of house music, yeah. that's like a huge deal. Huge. I mean, and by the way, not just in the Midwest, in the US. You're talking about major... European influences, major uh, Asian influences, South American influences, everything, everything. The whole it's a global it's a global connector. When like it comes early nineteen eighties is when this shit fucking popped, Carmen, and then now it's coming back. It's always been there, but appreciate you acknowledging that. Yeah. Okay, so now let's say, wow, that's really cool. Yeah. Like Chicago's known for that, right? Right. In a historical basis. Yeah. So now we want to attract people from all over the world. Mm-hmm. Like when Lollapalooza gets 100,000 people a day, yeah. <laughs> what proportion of those people do you think are Chicagoland residents? 
Oh. You don't want a big proportion. No. You don't want... You, you want you, people to come into the city. You want people to come into the city to right. see... I would have never seen Chicago but for right. this incredible music festival. Right. Therefore, I have to come back here. Right. I had no idea that in August, Chicago... In the summer, Chicago is the number one city in the country. Yeah. There's no one that competes with Chicago in the summer. Yeah. It's it's I, I say that as a fact. It I want is a that fact. I want that like <laughs> written in stone. Suzette, clip that. It's a fact. Yes. So we have <laughs> we have this great city that because of music, yeah, now we have people who would have maybe never visited Chicago because yeah. they hear of these some facts being yep. uh, the weather. Or, you know, the wind. Or, like, those are just like, okay, yeah, there is weather and there is wind. Sure. And then some stereotypes with crime, which are leading a little bit more from stereotype into reality. But, right. You know, okay, but give the city a chance. Yeah. And maybe they wouldn't have because of, you know, those externalities. But now, as a result of this great music festival, mm-hmm. we're getting all of these outsiders to come into the city and saying, I'm going to come back here and visit. Mm-hmm. I didn't get a chance to go out on the lake. Right. I didn't get a chance to see the air and water show right. or go to these museums or yeah. see these clubs. And, oh, my God, you guys have these clubs where my artist is now doing their after show? Yeah. Like, man, this is amazing. Who knew you guys have these late hours? Holy shit, I heard, I, I ate, every restaurant I ate at was amazing. Yep. And then I asked around other people and they told me to go here and here and here. Yeah. I didn't have a chance because I'm like, that's what we want. Yeah. And I think that's the role of a city mm-hmm. to grow. So our population is actually in a crisis. We were at 3.2 million only, you know, 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. Now we're below 2.8. Yeah. We're going the other way. Why is Once that? Once you hit into 2.4, 2.3, you're in a danger zone. Yeah. And you're seeing cities like Houston yeah. uh, emerge. Big, big lax city. zoning. You know, you're seeing Scottsdale yeah. soar in 2020. Uh, one of the huge winners uh, of, uh, of, um, metropolitan movement yeah um i think florida did a brilliant job just yeah. you know say what you will about florida yeah this has nothing to do with science yeah it's just the fact that yeah. they've gained an incredible amount of people and illinois lost eighty thousand people yeah. we're the biggest loser in 2020 <sighs> nobody lost more people 80, than we did i didn't know that and, and by the way we haven't gained since 2001 so the last year that we were in the green for year-over-year population was 20 years ago. Oof. We lose people every year. It's, it's, it's slowly but sure. And yet, we are trying to become more regulatory? Yeah. I disagree. Yeah. I think we need to say, whoa, 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 whoa. If you want the suburbs, there's amazing suburbs. Yeah. We could spend, you know, podcast after podcast about yeah. all the amazing <laughs> suburbs. Yeah. We'll leave it to CTTW. Is that the local channel access. yeah yeah it um, is. <laughs> but for our purposes we'll talk about you know what can make chicago mm. dynamic yeah and wow it's 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 food we're proving that that's becoming it's cultural mm-hmm. and diversity mm-hmm. like look at the emergence of neighborhoods awesome like pilsen pilsen bucktown west loop growing too logan logan is the shit like West Loop is so popular that yeah. it created this inner West Loop called Fulton Market. Yeah. It didn't even exist. Fulton Market was the mid. 
Which was, was literally amazing. the mid. Yeah, like, shout I out to wish the mid. We need the mid back. Yeah, we do. Um, <laughs> mid was where I cut my teeth. Enclave. Same. And mid. Yeah. <laughs> but the uh, like, that's we have the dynamics. The, the oh, that's not a word. Dynamics. I'm I'm I was spelling it right, but I'm pronouncing it wrong. <laughs> In any event, we we have these dynamic neighborhoods, mm-hmm. and we have this explosive culinary scene. Now we sort of, you know, we need to embrace nightlife, music, flavor, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, like having a rave scene. Listen, I'm not a teetotaler by any means. Yeah. I think with raves comes a little bit of um, danger, like you yeah, said. Yeah, I mean, in the you're, right you're, sense. you're increasing the likelihood of an issue. Um, I, I understand that. Yeah. But the, the concept of that scene is really important. Right. We need bodies experiencing volume on a massive level. Yeah. And I think we've seen a few major music venues deliver that. Well, yeah, and Radius coming last year, too. Radius is a massive one. I was there on opening night. Yeah. I want to say it was Dylan Francis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Dylan Francis. It was awesome. I saw Carl Cox there right before this all stopped. Awesome. So cool. And, And the way that it's laid out. Which, oh, by the way, I have sick. nothing to do with it. I, this is me being a fan. Yeah. This is, you know, it's stadium style. Yeah. You're experiencing the massive and the energy. Um, Aragon is another great example. Oh. Uh, I represent, a, my firm represents a lot of theaters, and I'm not here to, to plug necessarily, but, like, you get that stadium style. The problem with some of the theaters is it cuts at, you know, by by license, by ordinance, by... Yeah. Has to cut at a certain time, right? And it's yeah, it makes. And by the way, that's positive policy. If you're going to have a theater, if you're going to have something in a neighborhood, mm-hmm. like okay, well, especially there too. But yeah. but we need now the place that people can pour into and fucking rave. Nobody is going to part. No one's going to experience an atmosphere like that at four p.m. No, like they would at midnight. Yeah. I, I don't I don't know if that's a cavalier concept. I think I that's think science. I, <laughs> I think I think that's pretty uh, genetic in uh, the human makeup and fabric. But yeah, we I think I think it takes fifty factors, variables fifty fifty thousand. Yeah, I think it takes everything we were talking about. I mm-hmm. think it takes luck, but I'm willing to venture. We all want. Mm-hmm. And here's well, again, not a political statement, but yeah. certainly a boring one. We all want the same thing. We all want the population to increase. Yeah. We all want to know we live in one of the best cities in the world. Yeah. Um, Chicago in 2018 was named the eighth most important economy in the world. Hmm. I think that's an incredible accolade. Yeah. Uh, the West Loop is the number one moved to zip code for millennials in the country. I think that's a powerful statistic. No shit. I talk about, I love stats. I love uh, boasting Chicago, yeah, but I, I, I don't, you know, I think with that we all need to be a little bit more open-minded, mm-hmm. a little bit more positive about things that we may not have experienced. We may that may make us uncomfortable, yeah. But we're open-minded to yeah. those different societal forces, yeah. I think music is a central, central crux of that success. Yeah, and, and well said on many fronts there, Carmen. And one thing I want to point out too, and, and something that I'm experiencing, you know, I'm 28 years old, right? I've been living in Chicago for the past six years. So I moved here when I was 22 years old. You know Chicago on an international front is the home of house music, right? And people come here, and when I interview interna- international DJs, 
wow, you're from Chicago, it must be a great scene, all this sort of stuff. Totally. Only in the past couple of years has it really changed Chicago from my perspective. And I just wanted to give you my perspective as like a DJ and a performer. Please. When I, I you mentioned Aragon. I played a show at Aragon last year and I opened up for Galantis, right? I think I was at that show. Fucking sickest show I've ever played in my life. It, it I was changed, at that show. It changed my life. It changed my life, right? And I was preparing for it for a few months and I was like, what do I play at this show? There's going to be a lot of young people there. There's going to be you know, more of a, a bigger crowd, right? And I, I, I stuck to my guns because this isn't parlay. You know what I mean? Not, not, to, not to say anything, but this is a venue. You know what I mean? And I said, I'm going to play fucking house music. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to teeter, teeter-totter on that line of what is popular and what is traditional and what's in the roots of the city. And I listened back to this set recently because it's been a year since it happened. And I said to you myself... You returned to that moment. I did. I said, damn, I play a lot of house music. <laughs> Love it. And it was just so cool for me because I really want younger generations, like you and I appreciate this stuff, obviously, but I think it's so important that when people talk about Chicago on a global scale from a music perspective, it doesn't have to be house music. Blues is huge here. So many incredible blues artists help shape the foundation of, of rhythm. Of the blues. Yeah, exactly, man. So I just wanted to like compliment Chicago like you are as well. I love boasting Chicago. But it's important that the younger generations that move here, millennials moving to the Fulton Market area, know, what, know what's going on here, man. I think you touched on a huge ob- uh, responsibility of Chicago in delivering mm-hmm. to people of different culture. Yeah. So Chicago boasts itself as... Uh, one of great cultural diversity. Mm-hmm. And that's where it's the neighbor... Uh, I don't want to screw this up. 77 neighborhoods. Yeah. And, and it's called something. I think it, it might be 77 neighborhoods. But it's, mm-hmm. the idea is that there's 77, which is a number. It's a lot. Like, that's a lot. <laughs> of different no- neighborhoods that make up this great city of Chicago. Right, right, right. So now here we are as a city advancing as one of our main tenets, mm-hmm. cultural diversity. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Right. Love that, yeah. by the way. Yeah. So on board with it. I love that I'm from a city that that's at the forefront. Yeah, Okay, that's Same. really, really cool. Especially since I didn't come from a town where that was at the forefront. Uh, you I know, came it's from a small, small town, town in Indiana too. Right. I feel you. So like, how exciting is that? Okay, now let's peel that back. Yeah. Like, what does that mean? Cultural diversity isn't just, you know, ethnicity Mm -hmm. it's cultural influences and cultural influences can be a myriad infinite infinite it could be you know just family tradition cultural religious but certainly food music you know there's just such a there's such a hodgepodge of all these different variables and influences so let's go back to galantis yeah and your show yeah yeah, which i was at So you probably, you said what you, I'm just repeating what you just said. Yeah. You had a lot of younger people there. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, you also didn't. Yeah, true. I was there. That's right. And now what did all of us have in common? Well, we all went to a show. Right. Which means we didn't go to get a steak. Yeah. Which means we didn't go to try some crazy mixology. Yeah. I mean, you know what you're getting when you go to a, but, but mm-hmm. we were there to hear music. Mm-hmm. So... I think we go into it with this sort of broad 
you know, yes, I know what Galantis sort of genre, mm-hmm. I know what to expect from them, mm-hmm. but there are openers. Right. And the reason there are openers, now what isn't an opener? Rule of thumb. It's like the cardinal rule. The opener is not what the main is. The headliner. Like, don't, like, yeah. I don't know anything about music, yeah. but I've watched headliners <laughs> be like, you better fucking change that music now or, you know, or. I had a big do not mad. playlist. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, which means, now let's keep, let's keep, yep. you know, dissecting. Yeah. Which means, okay, wait a minute. I can't be that. Right. Which means I have to be not that. Yeah. Which means I have to be something else. Mm-hmm. So that's something else is totally uh, creative control. Yeah. Now you may never get booked again, but you've got people who are there who know mm-hmm. I'm going to hear something different yep. at the start, mm-hmm. but I don't know what that is. Yep. And you elected house music. Yep. Now there were probably a lot of people who were like, damn, mm-hmm. I didn't know I liked house music so much. Exactly. And because now I'm waiting for this main show. Yeah. But that's the, that is that, beautiful opportunity Mm -hmm. that if you kill it you know you're reaching at least a few people oh yeah at least a few more than a few that was huge for me exactly yeah and so versus you know going back to the product of a venue right where i'm going there for bottle service i'm going there to celebrate and that's not me that's not i mean i know those are obvious points that's not me competing or conflicting yeah. That's just me saying, like, if I were the brand DJ, yeah. and by that I mean I'm an individual, I want to be a DJ, I want to build my brand, mm-hmm. uh, what would my DJ name be? Uh, <laughs> Dude. Let's say jurisprudence. It's a legal term. <laughs> That's I don't, so that good. I say that out loud, it sounds a little, like, cutting. Jurisprudence. Well, you sound like maybe Romanian, like a it Romanian does. It techno sounds DJ. Eastern, <laughs> yes, it sounds like, it sounds hardcore, but I've already said it, so I have to say it. Okay, okay. That also sounds like a band with, like, a lead female singer. Jurisprudence. But jurisprudence is, like, legal precedent. It's, like, a legal yeah. word. Okay. Um, so, anyway, jurisprudence. All right. All right, headliner. <laughs> Damn, I wish, I, I you know. I would have came up with a better one. I stuck with water. So um, if I was advancing that, I may play. Yeah. And here, here, here's what's been really cool for me. Yeah. I've seen dozens over the years of DJs, guys and girls, like starting off in the circuit and just they're playing rooms really well. Yeah. Where people are having a good time. Right. And I know they're having a good time because I'm seeing their bodies move. Yeah. Uh, so, um, sidebar. Yeah. I watch the movement of a room, mm-hmm. especially if vibe, energy, and movement is a concept. Yeah. So if I own a steakhouse, I'm not looking for movement. Yeah. Like, that would be weird. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be missing as a steakhouse <laughs> if I saw people getting up and dancing. <laughs> so... It's different where if yeah. my product is vibe energy movement. Yeah. If I look in a room and I don't see vibe energy mu- movement, even if I love, even if I love what you're playing, yeah. I got a problem with it. Carmen's greatest live wire Because I want to see that. That's <laughs> yeah. part of our product, right? right? That's what we're trying to deliver. Right. Um, no different than a football team trying to deliver a touchdown as part of its playbook. Yeah. We are trying to deliver mm-hmm. on that. So now I'm going back into 
guys and girls in that circuit. Yeah. So I'm seeing positive. I, I, and I want to continue to book that. Yeah. Well, great set. I'm seeing it in two ways. I'll tell you the two ingredients right now. Yeah. Movement, yep. vibe, energy. Yep. Revenue. Yep. I'm a consumer. They just bought more bottles. Yep. They're having a great time. They stayed four hours instead of two. Yep. This, t- you know, we had the line. People are coming in. I want to book this person again. And they played to the crowd. Yep. They played to what everybody else wanted. Maybe not what they wanted. Yeah. But they played to what the consumer wanted. Right. You get booked enough times. Yeah. I've seen so many people then advance to, like, because I'll get, I'll get calls. Mm-hmm. I'm a part of certain conversations, particularly, you know, like at a city festival in the Lollapalooza or and the stages being theaters where it'll be like, who's big up and comer? Who's a good opener? Who's the well? And, and then All Star Weekend is a good example too. All Star Weekend was a brilliant example because yeah. all of those people are outside, yeah, man. and they just want to be connected to great people who are from here. I could say I know unequivocally these are the people you want to see, absolutely. Or it has nothing to do with me, and right. we just watch them. You know, more more often than not, we just see them be so popular mm-hmm. and get enough traction to where they're getting their opportunity. Mm-hmm. Before a massive stage mm-hmm. like Galantis yeah. to perform their own, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw you out something that, you know, I know you guys are here to he- listen to something else, but I think you're gonna love this. Yeah. If not, you're only wearing it for a few minutes. Exactly. You're not gonna be mad at the night because we've got Galantis on the decks. Yes. Love that. There like, you go. That is to me the evolution of opportunity in that world. And I think that's, that's where I found obvious. myself. I think that's an obvious point. But I could give that same analogy in hospitality. Yeah. I can give that same analogy in starting a business mm-hmm. and concerning yourself with branding or perhaps expansion yeah. or perhaps scaling, yeah. et cetera. I love that. And, you know, I, I brought up NBA All-Star Weekend because you must know Mr. Shaw, great DJ. He, you guys had, um, you've had many different people up at, at Joy District on, on uh, the levels in Hubbard Inn, too. And, sure. And he did a show. I can't, I'm forgetting the rapper right now, honestly. I'm embarrassed. I think it was Jeremiah or somebody like that. And he is such a smart and well-experienced DJ that he had all of his music prepared just in case his DJ wasn't ready to go. Sure. And he goes, my guy's not ready, blah, 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 all this stuff. He's like, oh, wow, oh. I didn't know this. Yeah. and he. And, I love this. And he was prepared and he this was ready behind, to go. behind, behind the scenes. And this is someone that can headline tunnel. This is someone that can oh, yeah, for sure. do all those sort of things, right? And what you just said there speaks to my experience too. I knew, I've done a lot of things with the Music Trust, who works with a lot of Fort Corners places, Roof on the Wit, right down here, Cerise Rooftop. Trust is great. You know what those I mean? These guys are true passion. True passion, right? And I knew... And it was hard to get to those spots originally, right? Sure. You start with the dive bars. You start with that. And then you realize it all plays towards that Galantis show. When you have the opportunity, if you produce your own music, if you have your own style, know your time, know your place. That's my genuine professional and friendly advice to DJs out there, honestly. And it sounds like you kind of agree with me on that point, right? Yeah, I mean, I think that's what, you know, you talk about, you talk about certain firms or outfits that sort of take the responsibility and role of curating mm-hmm. a broad genre of different DJs and musicians. Yep, exactly. Those guys are passionate not only about the music, but about the individual. Absolutely. And that individual has to be fluid, 
has to be somebody who's easy to work with mm-hmm. and has to get knocked down and willing to get back up. Absolutely. Because in this industry, man, you know, it, it, it's got to be hard to put your emotions on a sleeve, mm-hmm. to work tirelessly at curating hours and hours and hours yeah. and then expected to boil it down maybe into <laughs> a 40-minute set, maybe into a 25-minute set. Yeah. And then just be judged by it. Like yeah. That, that's... You know that takes a, and then to get shredded. Yeah. Like, come on, man. We're we're humans. Yeah. We're not, we're not uh, machine. We're not AI. We're not Klingons. Mm-hmm. We're, we at least have that in common that there's some emotional connectivity there, and I I feel, I feel for, the the plight where you know you throw yourself on the line. Yeah. And it doesn't work. But yeah. What's really cool is. Maybe you had an off night. Yeah. It's your personality, perseverance, your attitude, your passion, mm-hmm. your conviction, your willingness to be a part of something that's greater. Yeah. Uh, that's what brings you back. Right. I think that's what's really cool about Chicago. Yeah. You know, I, there are people who throw mud at me. <laughs> uh, maybe there will even be comments. I would actually ask you to deactivate the comments. <laughs> but there would, you know, I get it. Like I'm sometimes I'm, I like to play. Everybody wants to play a hero. Sometimes you're the villain. Um, yeah. I I don't you know. I don't get terribly emotional about it because, or at least I'm able to compartmentalize the real my my perceived reality, which is. I have a role and responsibility that's to create. Um, along the way, there's going to be hiccups. Yep. There's going to be missteps. There's going to be unexpected variables. I'm going to screw up. Yeah. People are going to be upset. It's not going to work out the way that everyone intended. Yeah. Um, and uh, it becomes, you know, when somebody's putting their passion and their heart on the line yeah becomes personal right yeah, yeah. uh and that's my intent that's not my intention yeah my intention is not for me right my my goal is to not maximize profit and utility in order to buy a seat on elon musk's you know space shuttle to mars <laughs> um, you going on that though I, no no, no. <laughs> i go down with the ship right here, right here in chicago um but my, you know, I, I believe the, I believe, again, I believe very much so the conviction that I have is towards my role and responsibility, which is to create, but create is not just revenue. Mm-hmm. It's consumer product. Yeah. It's jobs. Yeah. It's opportunities. Yeah. I love that if I can play here, here is a, here's some vulnerability if I were to roll up my sleeve. Yeah. I love a DJ who comes up to me and says, this is awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah. It's one of my favorite places to play. Yeah. Versus yeah. friends that I have in the industry yeah. that are DJs yeah. who play there and probably think, man, I wish I was somewhere else. Oof. Or I wish there was more people. Yeah. I know that. You think I want that? No. Kills me. Yeah. I don't walk away from that being like, mm, don't care, whatever. Yeah, no like, way. No, dude. No, 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 no. There's no way you can bring, there's no, I don't believe in the ability to turn passion off. Yeah. It's not a faucet that you could just be like, Oop, off. Yeah. You know, like you're turning that faucet and it's stripped. 
they stab. Like you're you're still turning it and you're trying to turn it off, and the yeah. fucking water is pouring. Yeah. Because your line is stripped. Because yeah. it's, and you know, and it takes you to get a wrench out <laughs> and crank it under the yeah. sink to turn that spigot off. Yeah. That's what passion is. Yeah. Like that's what it's meant to be. It's yeah. meant to be that intense. I agree. And so when you're that passionate about a place and you're that passionate about your, your the, the the concept of um, accountability and and responsibility toward um, curating uh, not only the customer experience but also you know the employees experience. Yep. Nobody wants to work in a place that's vitriolic, yeah, or uh, abrasive, aggressive, yeah. absolutely negative, yeah. And no, nobody, you know, not just the servers, uh, the servers and bartenders and and, and cooks, yeah. but uh, and the back of house, uh, but. The mu- musicians, yeah, the entertainers and the DJs, who yeah, are there to say like, "Wow, I love this energy." And maybe it's an off night, yeah, which happens in this city. It does. No one's uh, no one's impervious to that. But you know what? I still had a great night because the staff is great. Yep. And the people that were there were great. Yep. And I get along with ownership, and like I'm very conscious of that. It doesn't always work out, right? And that's where I get some mud. Yeah. And I don't mind it. <laughs> I'd rather the mud be thrown at me than, you know, at staff or any or management or anybody else. But huh. um, I I I go back to why that makes Chicago such a dynamic scene. That's our Midwestern charm. Mm-hmm. So circling all the way back to an original question. Uh oh. That's what separates us, I think, from Miami, LA. Or excuse me, Miami, LA, New York. Um, in that we have this camaraderie, mm-hmm. uh, we have this level of compassion, yeah, uh, and we have this degree of identity, yeah, uh, in who we are, where we're from, uh, and we deal with the elements, yeah. Like nobody gives a shit about the weather. I mean, we complain about it on social media, yeah, but, but we, we, we like, nobody. It is what it is. Like, <laughs> yeah, totally. Here it is. I say we earn Chicago's summer. It's great. Exactly. Yeah. Like, and nobody complains. I mean, people complain like on social media, they but they won't do anything. Nobody does anything about. It. Like nobody, you know. We just like ugh, ugh, like ugh. yesterday. <laughs> yesterday just was an onslaught of snow out of nowhere. And it's just like, ah, oh, this is... It is what it is. But, yeah, that's what that's where we get our summer, so... Harmon, do you think, so, Los Angeles typically known as a transplant city. New York City, one of the most populated cities in the world. Obviously, there's not going to be everybody from New York City there. Miami, like you said, is mostly Southern American, hardly even American influence. The one thing about Chicago, most people here are from the Tri-State area, the Midwest area. They come here because it's the closest thing to home, and we have that sort of... Midwestern attitude, like you said, that connection to sports, that connection to family. Do your parents still live in Frankfurt? Yeah. My parents still live in Zionsville, Indiana. The same house I grew up in. And listen, my dad is from New York City, and my mom is from Baltimore, Maryland, and I was born in Los Angeles. And I moved Damn. to I moved to Indiana. I moved to Indiana when I was one year old, right? And my dad said, We'll be here for a year, honey. We'll be here for two years, right? They've been there for twenty eight fucking years. That's awesome. And whenever I tell that story, I always think about the perspective and the appreciation I have for the Midwest. Growing up, the things that I could do with my friends, we would complain about not having things to do. Well, what would we do? We would sit in each other's friends' basements and hang out and talk and and yeah. try and drink without our parents finding out. And, yeah. and we went to college in the Midwest so we could still be close to our friends. And some people go off. But most of us came to Chicago because we want... That's why I live in the loop, man. You know what I mean? Like, 
I have part of me in me that loves the Midwest, but I said, I can get a city experience in the Midwest and that's Chicago. And to me, that's, that's my response for what makes Chicago, Chicago is because yeah, it's tough here. Yeah, it's competitive. Yeah, there's so many things that could put you down on your ass. But there's a lot more people here that are going to help you get totally. picked back up. Totally. I, you know, no truer words have been said. I think that's the most romantic way to look at our beautiful city. I mean, I think right now it puts so much of it into perspective, given the pandemic, given the crime, given the social unrest, given like it just, it, uh, given Godzilla attacking, given the... <laughs> you know, killer hornets. And whatever. <laughs> like, I, I know, you know, it's just one headline after another, but yeah. um, if you, you know, if you can, uh, it, it's, it's not unimportant noise. It's very important noise, Yeah. but don't lose sight of, mm. you know, the beautiful colors and the reality that make up, uh, that, that have spent generations. Yeah. You know, no city, no city just becomes great tomorrow yeah no city becomes institutional tomorrow yeah uh it has taken so much history and so much calamity and so much um you know whether it's friction or whether it's golden years Mm -hmm. that all had that was all contributed to the confluence which now lands us into this um very comfortable city so i think people move here out of comfort yeah a lot of the reasons that comfort is is for what you just described yeah i agree the midwest you know, I say it's Midwest charm. Uh, I've never heard somebody say I hate charm. You know, <laughs> I, I you know it's it, it's yeah. it's pretty it's 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 pretty recognizable as a positive attribute. But That'd be negligent. Yeah, I got yeah, you. yeah, yeah. But the the um, you know we're on a population decline. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe we're even at an identity crisis. We, yeah. we we you know some time ago we were talking about what is Chicago trying to be? What is Chicago? Um, I, I just, I think if, I think we're the type of uh, cultural city that can slow things down, recognize us for our expansive diversity. Mm-hmm. I think the 77 neighborhoods is a really cool theme. Yeah. Uh, I can't tell, you know, New York has five boroughs. Yeah. Well, 77 sounds cooler than five. Yeah, it does. Um, <laughs> and LA is very flat and expansive. Um, and people don't realize Los Angeles is not all of Los Angeles, oh gosh, right? Oh, and, 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 and by the way, has incredible cultural diversity and has yeah. a fantastic scene. And California as a whole, I mean, San yeah. Francisco. It's down, another world. Know, right, all the way down to San Diego. It's, yeah. it's, there's amazing restaurants, and I think it's fun. I, I will say I love being a traveler. Mm-hmm. I love being a middle me too. It's not as It's a far. good spot, yeah. I always think about that. I mean, so I, do I. I always think like, man, thank God. When I go to LA and I'm like, ugh, it's a long flight, I'm like, well, at least I'm not from New York. I like Central Time too. You like Central Time? I love Central Time. <laughs> I mean, we're kind of <laughs> just like, all right, I'm not screwed yeah. with the time changes. I mean, I literally, I will be in four different cities this week. In a seven-day period, I'll be in four different cities this week. So, and uh, uh, three different time zones. But... <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Like, you know, like I'm a little grounded with having a, um, being centrally located, but, you know, diving a little bit deeper, deeper than the surface. Yeah. I think it's really, you know, I think we're at a point right now. I think, I think every major city. So when you talk about here, again, I, I really don't like to get political, but I'm just versed, um, 
with Especially other Vegas. cities. Yeah. We're not the only city going through this. No. Every city in the country is going through this. Every yeah. major city. And by this, you know, the pronoun... This? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't mean anything specific. Yeah. I just mean we all went through 2020. I was going to say, all is it being sped up because major of COVID? themes. Yeah. We all went through, you know... Um, I wouldn't de- I wouldn't describe this as you know a play a textbook year uh, or you know eighteen months so to speak yeah um, but we Chicago has the opportunity like every other city to really define itself yeah. and how they're coming out from it how are they going to define itself yeah yes history being um, conscious and cognizant uh, of you know historical and cultural influences but also investing in the future yeah which is a generational thing right? yeah yeah millennials and gen z will ab- absolutely shape it mm-hmm. so now we're looking at the musical influences mm-hmm. you know will i don't you know i call it mumble rap because that's a popular nomenclature but <laughs> I, I you know will there be a mumble rap venue <laughs> uh, that point. defines Chicago or, or excuse me defines a certain scene in Chicago mm-hmm. um, like we have house music venues like we have blues venues True. like we have um, like we have certain hip hop clubs yeah like we have certain um, you know there's all you know or the dive bars that proverbial top 40 sort right of. but the uh, I don't know I don't think anybody has the answer to that that's yeah. the reason I bring that up right I think there is you know, I think we just need to be open-minded, supportive. Um, we have to, we have to go out. We have to support. We have to, you know, put ourselves out of our comfort zones a little bit. Uh, imagine, you know, some sort of uh, trails not taken. But I, I look at it as a positive. I think, I think the next two or three years are going to be really, really cool. Yeah. And they may be. There may be some things that we've never seen before. Yeah. You know, and that that's exciting. You know, I'm excited to Absolutely. see what that is. Is anything new and exciting coming for a hospitality that you can share with us right now? Uh, for you individually, maybe. I'm going into. I'm in cannabis, or try and trying to not only just from the uh, legal sense, but as a degree of hospitality services um, collaboration. Does that umbrella? Does cannabis fall under the hospitality umbrella in the future? I, as a retail basis, I would believe so because yeah. on the horizon for the state are licenses which will allow consumption on premise is what they're called. Okay. Um, which means you'll be able to not only a weed you'll be bar. able to yeah buy but consume on premise and buy um, alcohol and everything too. Like it'd be all in one. Well, we'll we're we're not there yet. I think I think eventually you'll be. It's called stacking licenses. Okay. So where you'll be able to have alcohol and cannabis necessarily under the same roof. Uh, and I'm advocating for that, even yeah. though I'm not advocating for, out of personal experience, yeah. consumption of alcohol and cannabis. Right. There is not a worse... <laughs> getting, not, getting faded, yeah. You're fucked. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, if you're not, you're, you're, you're more of a wizard than I am. But yeah. <laughs> um, I'm heavy into gaming. Yeah. Um, what's really cool for us, and by us I mean on a generational basis... We've seen in this country legislation that has been illegal 
since the inception of our country yeah that is now being not only legalized but regulated licensed yeah. distributed yeah that's once in lifetime yeah true cannabis and gaming is once in lifetime if you're involved in those industries you are at the ground level mm-hmm. today uh, and we're seeing that we're yeah. seeing barstool being some company of yeah <laughs> vagabonds yeah. who have <laughs> opinions related to sport yeah that have a targeted market now their valuation and worth is beyond Billions, measurable i mean it will, but it will when i say it's beyond measure today it's because there is no ceiling yeah defined for them right um given the infancy of gaming because they're the first of their kind, basically, And right? then these cannabis companies, you know, which is where my philosophy, my talent is not, I'm not good. Ah. <laughs> I'm not good at any one thing, literally. Yeah. yeah. Um, I like saying yes to projects. Yeah. To introductions, to right. networking, to meetings. Right. But I am, I would at least say, I'm not only conscious of trends mm-hmm. and the next thing, uh, whether it's financial market, whether it's real estate, whether you know it's just whether it's neighborhoods, whether you know you, I just I just like to participate. You you could see, it's easy for me to rattle off statistics, facts, and numbers. Yeah, be, because that's important to me, and I and I just follow that. Um, but when it comes to industry, yeah, again. What's been exciting is that I've been able to prove some success in industries that I had no experience in. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying that to gloat because I think modesty is, I think modesty and humility is uh, endearing. Well, you proved that you um, learned those things. But I say it as, I say it maybe not as advice, but encouragement. Yeah. I had no experience in the industries that I've found a modicum of success in. Yeah. Therefore, I have the confidence and courage to go into other industries like gaming and cannabis. Right. That I have no network experience and success in. Right. But I've seen it before. And for those who are thinking, well, I want to get into whatever. Yeah. Music, hospitality, arts, doesn't matter, finance, whatever the industry. Right. And thinking, I have no experience or network. Yeah. Okay, well, fuck off. <laughs> you know, that's, that's part of the process. Yeah. You know, if you, if you start with a leg up, God bless you, man. Yeah. I wish I was born with a leg up. Yeah. That would be really cool. Yeah. Uh, and, and by the way, I don't hate on anybody who does. Yeah. I'm very envious, very jealous. Yeah. And, you know, those who take that leg up and turn into two, three, four legs Yeah, up, take advantage. Would, take it. Wonderful. I would hope to do the same. Yeah. Um, but for those that start, you know, kind of in the unknown and mm-hmm. in the gray, that's not that's not intended or meant to be a defeatist position. Yeah. I think that you know you can look to other examples, anecdotes, stories, sto- um, paths. Yeah. And say, well, wait a minute. If this if if this guy can do it, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I really think anybody can do it. You really have an incredible story, Carmen, and, and I know you're you're not one to 
to gloat, but I do want to acknowledge you for that. I do want to acknowledge you for all the hard work you've put in and all the success you've done and everything you've given back to the city. And you're so far from from being done. And it's exciting to sit with your sit with you here today because the God's ears, brother. Yeah, man. Like I, I feel your energy, and and it just it just is awesome to sit here with someone who believes in Chicago like I do. You know what I mean? And and I know there are more people out there that do, but aren't so outspoken. And I think it's really important that people do do share what we have here. Do share the sports. Do share the culinary. Do share the hospitality. Do share the music. Totally. Right. Absolutely. And if we can leave the listeners with anything today, it's that obviously we love Chicago, but I don't know. Well, we, we owe this city a lot. We owe the city a lot. Exactly. It's not just about, you know, yesterday's snow. <laughs> there, there are brighter oh, the snow and will come. Days. Yeah, there's the seasons brighter here. I can't make any days. promises on that, totally but right. it is an incredible city and gosh, it's just been such a pleasure, man. Like No, thank you. I really appreciated the time. And I hope that uh I kept the tangents to a minimum, though I know that's not true, and the rabbit hole is not as deep. Well, I, that's not I think true, we got some follow-ups we got to do for sure. Maybe some panels. <laughs> you know, I love me a good panel, man. I, I, I promise uh, I promise. if you ask me, I'll say yes. It's my religion. I'm going to need your help setting those things up, baby. I Let's get the that. most special panels at I the best eight hospitality venues and, and get people there so we can educate them in person about this sort of stuff, right? Well, thanks, man. Thanks Thank for Thank you, brother. Thank you so much. Yep. Thanks, guys. And make sure to check out 8 Hospitality and everything they do. It's going to be a big year in 2021 when things are back, baby. Let's go.